0: Commander Daniel, the time has come. Execute episode 66. Australian Musicians Radio
1: Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, print-worthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. little
2: Confess, I like those more than guys They said, you know he's a prick Love hearts and that's how it is I gave it up, oh my God, what a waste We went dancing down the Mississippi Um and on when your parents met me You're getting drunk at strip clubs and making love aware
3: Girl, and you are listening to AMR Station Radio. Is it should be radio. <laughs> you know that
4: I can be a little hard sometimes, breaking down all these walls that I've built up so high.
1: Folks, oh, mm, oh, I'm just ejaculating excitement right now, folks. Welcome, welcome back, welcome to, and welcome for another phenomenal, fantastic episode of you know what it is. Do you? You want to say it? Can you say it? Oh, yeah, that's right, or that's wrong because I don't know what you said. But if you got it wrong and you have no idea what we're called, you've just tuned in to Bar Talk, episode 66, our Palpatine special. Yes, that's right, folks. It's me again. I'm back after a few weeks of uh, breathing, a few weeks of hiatusing, a few weeks of getting the fuck out of lockdown, and I'm so excited to be back. So excited to be back. I am Daniel M. Pern, Big Dippus, Big D, the Pern Star. You know who I am. I am your host your excellent, excellent uh, voice you're hearing right now. But I'm so excited. You know why? Because we're back. We're back to here to serenade you with a few songs. Well, I'm not the one serenading you. The phenomenal artists from us from this part of the world are doing that. And uh, I think actually an all-Australian lineup of tracks this week, but I digress. We won't get into that just yet. But apart from the serenading by these awesome artists that we're going to be playing and have played so far – we're gonna, well, we are here to, I guess, chat about the music and, more importantly, chat to some of the artists about what they're doing. You know, some of the artists releasing music. And it's a fucking pleasure. We've got a great show for you this week, guys. You just came off two phenomenal pop tracks. Two phenomenal pop tracks that are not only, not only by great female solo pop artists, but they're both from Sydney. So, it's a Sydney double shot. Yeah, that's right. You just heard Abby Lane with her debut single, Hypnotized. And before that, Pearl with Honeymoon sweet. Yeah, so um, <laughs> welcome, guys. Um, I hope you could <laughs> you can forgive my silliness. I have to get that out of the way so we can get serious and get focused. But yes, for those of you that haven't tuned in, and I know there's a few that haven't, welcome to the show. Um, we, of course, play independent music from Australia, New Zealand, and sometimes the Pacific Islands, and interview artists putting out that music with eps and albums so uh this week we uh, have the pleasure of chatting to anna smirk a phenomenal largely melbourne-based um pop indie rock artist she's a phenomenal genre bender Um, so that's coming up real soon but uh between here and there we're going to chat about some of the recent songs that we've had sent in now before i get into the nitty-gritty of what we're playing this week. Um, I just want to mention and give shout out to uh, to some of the countries that have been listening in lately. I've I've been I've been watching the stats. And it does actually tell me which country you're from. So, if you're not using a VPN that's not in your country, <laughs> where you're listening from should be pretty accurate. So, I just want to give a shout out to all our Indian listeners that I've been seeing popping up recently and also a lot of our Irish listeners. I notice we get quite a few listens from both, both of those countries, relatively speaking, considering that we're not playing music from your country. So, I, w- I want to give you a warm welcome and I uh, hope this showcases some of the best music coming from Down Under. Uh, if You can give us a little bit more attention you know we're, we're a bit lonely in this part of the world you know we've been locked down for been locked down and then <laughs> isolated for about a year and a half so we want to want to project awesomeness and i ho- certainly hope we do that and and wherever you're listening around the world welcome welcome g'day from australia now uh, as i said before we started off on a phenomenal track called honeymoon suite by pearl now whilst this is the first debut track. This is the, the debut track off Pearl and it's the first song we've played of hers. This is not the first time we've played that particular artist. Pearl was formerly known as Pearl the Girl which for those astute listeners will know that we interviewed her way back early last year on episode 10 when she put out uh, her EP at the time which was called Oh Dear, which is a phenomenal EP which you should go and listen to and listen to the, uh, the interview. It was a fun, fun interview. Um, but Pearl has rebranded into this sort of new Sort of in more like electro pop genre and I'm really really liking what she's got going. Uh, it's a great a great piece of work to start off with. I have to admit for those of you who like the 1975 she really has gone for the 1975 treatment here. Full on full on 1975 buffet. Uh, which I don't mind. We don't hear too much of that style at the moment. Just the guitar chord hits just those like those slams that are going down. They just sound great with the thumping percussion the, that, that's going on throughout the song, which I just love. Apart from that, though, I really like the synthesizer choices. Throughout, they're just really good, and they add this sort of cool atmosphere and variety to the track. I know that's my, that's my thoughts on it. I thought you did a great job. Pearl, I'm keen to hear more, and I'm so happy to have you releasing new music that's a bit different to what we're used to. So, good stuff. Keeney, best of luck for your new project. Now, as I said, not moving too far from Sydney. In fact, staying within Sydney, we're playing another Sydney pop artist, Abby Lane, with a- another debut track. There you go. You know, We paired them up nicely this week for you guys. Uh, the song is called Hypnotised, and it's pretty cool. Um, Abby Lane is uh, an electro-pop artist who has been just holding her craft, and despite her young age, has been really just perfecting her sound over the last 10 years. Now, she's influenced by a lot of great Aussie pop, such as Ease Caritas who we have played before on this show, and Vera Blue. And uh, I believe she was able to work with the producer that did um, work with some of her influences, Jackson Barkley, which is pretty cool. It's a cool little track about sort of opening up to someone um that you've sort of falling for, which I really kinda like. It's it's a common theme in pop tracks, you know, and, and no no harm in in covering ground that has been trampled on a few times, because if you can add your own little perspective to it, kinda works. And I tell you what, Abby, you did a pretty good job here. In particular, I feel like Abby's voice sort of demonstrates a great ability to be sort of versatile in your singing styles. You know, she sounded both confident and introspective, which I really, really appreciate. It means that she's worked at it, and you can tell that that 10 years of practice is is putting together something good. Again, great synth work in this one, but a bit different. Synths are a bit more dominant, sort of carrying the vibe of the track, less guitar, of course. Um, Apart from that, though, there was actually sort of focusing on the synths, great mix of sustained and, and staccatoed. Uh, synth tracks and keys tracks going on. So added a cool vibe, both tracks, really good vibe. Great job, guys. Now, as I mentioned before, uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing Anna Smirk the other week, and uh, we are going to be playing one of her tracks real soon off her new EP, which is called... The hour between us and a phenomenal EP at that. You should definitely go and give it a listen after this episode. We're going to play one of the tracks off that called "The Excavator." Uh, we have played uh, "Human Condition," one of their previous singles, a while back, but it was good to sort of delve into the different styles she's had. And I tell you what, I was fangirling over her producer, which we'll talk about soon. But she, but Anna is an incredibly well-travelled musician and and professional, and it's it was great to get in to chat about that because uh, as you'll hear, the album goes into a lot of those themes. So, we're going to play The Excavator off her new EP, but before then, we're going to play a uh, track by an artist that sent in their own music themselves, which is a really good segue to say if you are an independent artist from Australia, New Zealand or the Pacific Islands, please send in your new tracks to amrairplayatmail.com. That's amrairplayatmail.com. Make sure you give us all the details, your presses and your, your downloads and all all the stuff you'd, you'd send to us, the more the merrier, because we want to hear your new music. And if you're independent and it's your own song, um, yeah, we, we want to hear it, we want to play it, you know, because it's good shit coming out from these artists that are, that are managing their own um, PR, and Freehand is one of those artists. Uh, they've just released a dual, sort of double single, sort of release, a, a, a dual track thing. I, I don't know what the proper term is. A double single, I guess, is the closest thing. And one of them is called It's Not Over. Now, this, again, segues into something very nicely, which I was going to chat about, which is another one of AMR's uh, podcasts called the AMR Quiz Fizz. And it's a great quiz show that sort of features a lot of Aussie music. And we were very you know they were very very fortunate they've got the double barrel um they featured on AMR quiz fizz on a recent episode that came out their other single hunger strike so go and listen to the the, the couple of latest episodes that have come out because they feature some new tracks and they sort of um we get guests in every week to sort of answer questions about it it's a lot of fun it's quite funny and there's a lot of really good banter it's very relaxed so it's, it's nothing too serious it's like those cool sort of comedy quiz shows you see Um, on TV, like it's that sort of vibe. It's really, really a lot of fun. And hopefully now that we're out of lockdown, we should be getting on. I should be getting on there as a guest soon. I know Gareth, our station manager, has been hounding me to get on. So (laughs) watch that space. But if you want to go and listen to those episodes of AMR Quiz Fizz, go to wherever you can, go to the one place where you can find all AMR stuff in one fancy easy-to-find place. That is our website, australianmusiciansradio.com. That is australianmusiciansradio.com. You'll find everything AMR related, all our new podcasts including AMR, all the episodes you can listen, all the all the news, write-ups, reviews, interviews outside in venues, just the whole whole beautiful package all in one place. Go and check out our website where you can check the latest episodes of Quiz Fizz. Now, Freehand, 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 freehand. I may have mispronounced your name before, and I can't remember. So if I don't get round to editing it out, I apologise for calling you Freebird. It's freehand. Don't let don't let you forget that, and don't search Freebird, guys. You may fuck up, and you may get something random. No, freehand. Are on the other side of the country, they are an eight-piece sort of jazz funk, I don't know, everything sort of genre band from Perth, and they're doing a lot of cool stuff. And as I said, they released a double tracker. Um, they've been doing stuff since about 2019 and have been yeah building up a little bit of a following over there on that side of the country. Perth, phenomenal music scene, keen to get around there one of these days. Um, they're very lucky to live in a city like Perth. Uh, that hasn't been in lockdown. So good stuff, guys. Really keen to hear more. And thank you so much for sending it in. Remember, if you're an artist, make sure you send in your tracks to us. But yes, It's Not Over is what we are about to play, which we're going to, which we may as well press play now. I don't know if that timed up properly. Oh, well, I I don't care. You're going to hear them anyway. Anyway. <laughs> It's, it's, it's Not Over is the name of the song that you're, you're about to hear by Free Hand. And after that, The Excavator by the phenomenal Anna Smirk. I'll be back really soon chatting to Anna right here on Bar Talk. I put my foot
5: in just to test
3: This is Anna Smirk and you're listening to AMR.
1: Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Welcome back to Bar Talk right here on AMR or wherever you get your podcasts. That was that. – I'm happy I dug up that song. That was just a real a solid find, you know, solid archaeological find. You know, it's we're talking like Pompeian levels of, of beauty there. Uh, and, and The Swell was uh, about as well-buried as you can imagine. That song was called The Excavator by the uh, the No Laughing Matters Anna Smirk. Now, hold off your smiles, folks, because we have Anna Smirk on the line from a... Uh, Definitely a hometown of of Queensland.
3: (laughs) Wow, um, you managed to get... How many puns did you manage to get into that intro just uh, now? That was impressive.
1: I wasn't counting, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I I hope you were, though.
3: (laughs) It's too many to count.
1: (laughs) Well, I can tell you're grinning from ear to ear (laughs) Uh, because... It's a right laugh having you on because uh, the, the, the EP itself that you've just released, The Hour Between Us, which, funny enough that you say that, there's literally an hour between us at the moment because I'm in Daylight Saving, which is one of the song names on your EP, and you're in normal time.
3: <laughs> I am. I am, I am.
1: What is yes. What is going on?
3: Well, I'm up in Queensland. Yeah, I I found myself here kind of unexpectedly. I absolutely wasn't planning to be here right now, but... You know, the world's a little bit crazy at this moment in time. And, um, and here I am. I, I got back from a, from an overseas trip and quarantined in Brisbane. And you know, when I got out, I, I figured Melbourne was in lockdown and it wasn't a really great time to be coming home as planned. So I decided to, um, <laughs> just a little bit of an understatement there, maybe, but, uh, that's how I felt. And, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I decided to, to find a little place to stay for a couple of months, um, on the Sunshine Coast. So I'm just, um, enjoying some, some beach time and trying to do a few gigs up here where it's where it's possible to do so.
1: Yeah, actually, we we'll may as well talk about it now because um, you've been very lucky to be doing some shows up there, which I think is very con- awfully convenient. You played. Um, I saw it was last week, as of recording the. Uh, what was the festival called? The Laura Street Festival. Is that right?
3: Yes, that's right. They um, played there last week in Brisbane.
1: Was that like a kind of an outdoor street festival thing, is it?
3: Yeah, it was super cool. Um, it's this it's this street, Laura Street in Brisbane that um, I think they've been doing it for a few years now mm. and how it works is that, different houses on the street just like open up their front yards or their backyards and um, each of those yards is like a different stage at the festival. So there's different kind of like themes and there's stages for workshops and for um, kids stuff and like different styles of music and poetry and all this different these different styles of things happening in people's in people's gardens. Um, it was really really amazing and just mm. all put on by the community or just yeah a community event all free. It was super super cool.
1: Those sorts of things are really awesome. It's like if there's ever one on, they're always they're always worth going to just because again there's no pretend. Like usually they are community based, so there's no. There's no sort of – they're not like it's a for-profit event. You're not having to pay these huge sums of money to get in, and and, and it means that everybody can enjoy it. Um, I know down here in Melbourne, of course, as you probably know yourself, we have quite a few of them as well, and they're always a a pleasure to be at. Uh, Probably one of the more famous ones – down here that you're probably thinking of as well is the um, the Sydney Road Festival. Yeah,
3: um, yeah, yeah.
1: The one I've been to a couple of times is the one in North Melbourne and I can't remember the name of the street.
3: Yes, I've been to that one as well. Um, that,
1: but this one sounds like it's actually on a residential street because a lot of these ones are on actual main roads where there's usually just shops, but this one's like it sounds like it's in some back street or something like that.
3: Yeah, it's a very residential area, really residential street. Um, so, it's just... It's really um, as grassroots as you get, I suppose. Like, it's really just a bunch of people who live on the street that have come together and decided to, to put it on. So, I think I – think, and that really came through in the vibe. It was just really friendly and down-to-earth. It was, it was a good time.
1: That's pretty cool. That, that's really, really cool because it is there's, – there's a different element to it when you, when you say it's like you've got people's front yards being used up. Such a great use of space because a yeah. lot of time front yards can be underused.
3: That's true. Yeah. yeah, why not put on more front yard concerts, I
1: say? Yeah, yeah. I remember well, last year, I remember some guy got fined here in Melbourne because um, he broke noise, he broke noise quite a few laws for playing. He's like, oh, I'll play for the people <laughs> that are walking past and driving past during lockdown, set up his amp oh. in the front yard, and got, poor thing got fined.
3: Oh gosh, that's not really in the in the spirit of the thing. No, is it?
1: I can't well, said council will rena- said local council shall remain nameless.
6: Yeah,
1: um, for legal purposes, but <laughs> <laughs> I, no, shame. not because I've forgotten their name. Who it was, <laughs> I'd have to look up. No, the article. but that was
3: cool. That was cool. Um, seeing people start to do that stuff during lockdowns, like little impromptu kind of. Dance parties and and little gigs and stuff. That, it was that was a nice thing to see come, mm. coming out of this situation.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, what you played? Sort of a bit of a set outdoors on the street. Did you?
3: Um, oh, not me so much during the lockdown stuff. I, I mean just like, you know, seeing it around town or oh, seeing yeah. it on the news and stuff like that, people coming up with these ideas of, <gasps> of how, to, how to put on something for the community.
1: Yeah. No, no, I meant at this, um, this festival when you right. played out last yeah, week. Right,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was in the front yard and yeah. um, people, you know, people walking past could just come through and <clears throat> they had like a little marquee set up so you could come and sit down on the grass and lots of big cushions and so it was really comfy and creative.
1: Yeah, it was real fun. Yeah. I'll imagine the weather up there at the moment is quite nice too.
3: It's perfect, yeah. It's like quite warm but not too hot. Yeah. Um, you know,
1: so that's a real reason the you want to you want to avoid out what is turning out to be a very dreary, miserable, wet spring.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel I have a bit of survivor's guilt to be honest. That I'm not like, down there going through the lockdown with you, all. um. But yeah, I have to say, I'm not too I'm not too sad about missing the weather. I usually like bef- in in pre-COVID times, I would try to make it. I would try to kind of, like, structure my year so that I would miss the winter. Yeah. Know, um, And I just have not been able to do that so much, the, you know, the last couple of years. So, and missing a little bit of this bad weather is not uh, unwelcome at all.
1: I was going to say, um, have you managed to have had the chance to sort of engross yourself in the um, Brisbane indie scene? Because I've, everybody that, that I've talked to that's from there is very proud of it about, like, how well developed the scene is up there.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just getting started um, but it does seem to have like a really, really great scene. Like I'm meeting lots of really great musos and um, mm. starting to put together, um, yeah, I'm, I'm playing a few supports um, in the coming weeks and it does seem like a really strong scene so I'm looking forward to getting to know it a little better.
1: Now, I'll mention it now, seeing as we're talking about gigging and that, on the, 20, uh, the 29th, Friday the 29th, you're playing at the cave-in. To support yes. your to support your um your launch. Maybe tell yeah. us just we'll we we'll want to mention briefly about that. We'll mention it again at the end, but uh just while we're on the topic of gigs, just in just so that people don't forget.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for that. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun one, I think. There's um two local bands and Joe. Um and I believe that's Halloween. So, there has been some talk of us, all the musicians, dressing up in costume for the show. I cannot make any promises that I'm going to do that. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm not writing it I'm writing it off. I'm not writing it off. So, yeah. let's see what happens.
1: So, I think you dropped out <laughs> when you mentioned who else was playing.
3: Uh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll say that again. So, um, there's a couple of other bands playing that night. The um, the headline is the Alex Edwards Band. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other band, I am going to tell you who they are.
1: <laughs> quickly looks up the event. Yeah,
3: looks up the event. Events on
1: Facebook, guys. You can, that's all, that's yeah. all stuff people can do in their own time. Yeah,
3: look, <laughs> you know, you can figure it out. It's, it's going to be great. <laughs> These
1: people, look, this is coming, coming they're hearing this on a, Podcast is coming off the internet, Anna. So, our audience is so not necessarily to- tech illiterate.
3: <laughs> yeah, if they're listening to this podcast, by default, they have access to this information. So, I'm just going to going let you do your own digging. Go out there and, and figure it out. <laughs> but it's going to
1: be, um, depending on the day we, well, it's going to be happening either as a release, either tonight or tomorrow, when it's happening. So, go and go and check it out um, if you're in Brizzy.
3: Yes, yes, it'll be just around the corner.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pop in and say hi. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: but speaking of costumes, when you when you say you know you're poss- they're possibly going to dabble in the Halloween theme, which I think thinks kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, what's your dream? Like, have you got an like? Do you is is the is the fact that you're sort of saying oh, I can't promise anything because you really aren't organised with that sort of thing (laughs) or you're going, look, I've got an idea but it's so adventurous, it's so over the top, I don't know how I'm going to play guitar in a big rubber mask, you know.
3: (laughs) Look, I would love to say it's the latter, but it's it's much more the former. <laughs> and also just, like, whenever I have to or whenever I, I choose to um, <laughs> engage in, in wearing a costume, um, I try to, like, you know, cobble it together from a bunch of stuff I already have around the place. But because I'm kind of unexpectedly here in Queensland, I don't have much stuff with me. So, like, I don't want to, like, you know, buy a don't have a op shops up there
1: in Brisbane. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise Queensland. Land was that that foreign to yeah. us that they you, know, you just can't look up to a, a saint a saint salvation de Paul and go
6: hey,
1: I want a Baron Samedi costume you know I want my uh, I want my I don't know why I imagine you in a Baron Samedi costume maybe it's the maybe it's your facial structure I reckon would suit that very well whack on a bit of um bit of bony face paint go full day okay. of the dead
3: yeah yeah like the other stuff with
1: it would perf- you're giving reckon- me
3: ideas, and you and you're putting me to shame by showing me how easy it would all be. So I think I have no excuse now. I better I better get my act together and I, make this happen.
1: I, uh, you're talking to the guy that back at uni we had to do a, a German themed Oktoberfest thing, and I, 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 I copped out. I could have done the letterhosen thing. Um, there, there were a couple of people, uh, dressed up as the, uh, as they say on the internet, the no, no skinny mustache man, uh, <laughs> obviously, but, uh, there was, but I, I just decided to whack on a suit and tie and call myself a German diplomat. Uh, yeah. and they said, okay, very, very new, very new age German. I was like, I really didn't have anything else to put on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a cop out to me. Yeah.
1: I was a cop out. I just went for the, fr- I just went for the free beer, you know, and the, and the, uh, and the the big mugs, Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but oh, well, maybe I, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon we can. I reckon you can do it. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna. I'm probably. not going You know, because there's no no effort from me involved. I definitely say you can yeah. do it, Anna.
3: Easy for you to say. <laughs> Easy for you to say. But uh, I will give it some
1: thought. <laughs> but yes, hopefully that all goes well. Um, I, I saw too as well. You do parlour gigs.
3: Yes. Well. Yeah. So Tell that's us. really exciting.
1: Tell us a bit about that because it's not something that comes up too often um, that people do do, but it is something that musicians do. So, what what about, and for those of you that don't know Parlour, can you explain the concept of it?
3: Yeah, for sure. So, um, Parlour gigs are basically house concerts. So, the kind of deal is that um, an artist will uh, book shows directly with people to come play in their homes so you you can play like in their living rooms or backyards or whatever um and parlor is just like the organization that helps you to organize it and i will help you to like sell tickets and and that kind of thing but the idea is basically you know you can just book an artist to come play um there's lots of really great artists on parlor as well and you just invite your mates around and have a little gathering and and hear some live music so it's pretty cool um and, yeah, I'm going to be doing – I've got a few of those coming up over the next couple of months, um, but, yeah, I'm trying to do them all over the place, you know, all throughout Queensland at mm. the moment and hopefully in other states um, later on as well. So, yeah, yeah. keep an eye out.
1: Nice. What, what keeps drawing you back to doing that sort of thing? What, what is it about those kinds of house gigs that really sort of stand out as opposed to other types of shows?
3: Um there's so many good things about huskies. I just love them so much. I really I think the best thing is really just that you feel um, yeah, this is he- heaps more connection with the people that you're playing for. It's this kind of informal context. It's not like, um, you know, it's not like a lit kind of venue where you're under lights and everybody else is in the dark. And, you know, it's a little bit ha- even hard to see the audience. Wait, sometimes. Anna. Like,
1: wait, wait. Do you mean uh-oh. lit as in lit up or <laughs> lit? You know, 420 hashtag blazer lit. Because I've been to a few definitely of those both. venues.
3: I definitely meant both. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> (laughs) Um, You you made me lose my train of thought.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Um, Yeah, you were mentioning about the atmosphere and the the fact that people always pay more attention at these sorts of shows.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess... Not so much pay more attention as much as like I can interact with you a little more, you know, like I can mm. sort of see how you're reacting to the songs and we can actually kind of chat even like mid set. It's a lot, feels a lot more interactive and a lot more interactive after the show as well. And before the show, like, cause you know, after the show and before the show, we're just all hanging around at someone's house and probably having dinner together. So it's a really nice way to just talk to people and, um, yeah, and, and get to know yeah. the people you're playing for. Um, and it also just kind of removes the, the middleman of the venue. So, <laughs> it um, just takes away that, that added layer of kind of admin and expense and stuff like that. So, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Which um, on that topic too, I know yeah, you say cut out the middleman, but when, the, when venues are opening up, back down here, guys. And I mean Melbourne and also Sydney, of course. Go and support your favourite venues because they have done it very tough, especially the ones that uh, wouldn't have okay. had a kitchen.
3: Yes, yeah, um, absolutely. Like I don't mean to, uh, I don't mean to suggest anything otherwise. <laughs> like I love playing in venues as well, and there's so so many amazing venues that. Um, that are so important for artists too. So it's it's great that we have both styles of show out there. Absolutely,
1: yeah. the events to start. The events down here are, uh, you can start to see people promoting them now. As of to- as of recording, well, we'll be out of technically out of lockdown as this sh- as this episode's released. But as of recording, we just had the announcement today, and the events are already starting to go up. So yeah, it's happening, it's guys. Really exciting. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm
1: so excited for it's it. going to be. <laughs> it's going to be. When are you back down this part of the world? Because I'm I'm sure you'll be looking forward to to summer with everything opening back up again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know at this stage when I'm going to be back, but I'd say, um, yeah, towards the end of the year, I'm kind of figuring out my next moves at the moment.
1: And I'm sure, of course, if you do end up playing down here, which I'd be very excited, I'm definitely keen to come along. Um, I'll mention I'm sure they'll be up on your socials as well. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Now, this is a bit weird because normally we talk about gigs after the EP. Which is a bit we're doing things a bit topsy turvy upside down, but
3: well, it's a crazy old world, you know, you never know what's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> which kinda segues into the actual EP itself very nicely. Because oh, you're welcome. The EP, which is phenomenal, by the way, which is again called The Hour Between Us, is a bit of a topsy turvy EP in terms of the way in <laughs> a bit upside down compared to what you've done in the past. And also from the themes. And I was having a little little read through the uh the info. So yeah. Let's get, let's go into depth about it, Anna. I'm here to really push deeper into the the cave of. Um, God this is going to sound worse than it means <laughs> um, the, Where are you going, the I want to get into I want to get inside your head I want to get inside Anna's world so right. you 've had a what sounds like a phenomenally busy and rewarding year or two with your or your other career working for a certain organization we may be with it which if two years ago you weren 't already aware of you certainly are now i <laughs> 'm um, causing talking about the World Health Organization which must be it must have been an amazing experience but i see that there has the has that experience sort of doing a lot of traveling at the moment and then getting stuck locked down in melbourne has informed the content so give us a bit more info about that because how what is it like then going from somebody that has to do a lot of traveling to then being stuck in one place for a while
3: yeah it's been pretty weird for me actually so yeah before um before the pandemic i was traveling so much that yeah for for a couple of years i was Doing a couple of months stint at a time for WHO working overseas in various different places. And then when I would come back to Australia, I would be pretty much jumping straight onto the road and doing as much touring as I could. Um, and that was basically my life for a few years. And prior to that, I was living really pretty much full time, um, in a couple of different places. I was in the Solomon Islands for about three years working for WHO. And, um, prior that I lived in Cambodia for about a year. So, you know, it had been a really long time since I'd stayed, um, in Australia or in, in Melbourne, my hometown for, um, yeah, for any extended period of time. And, um, I had lots of travel plans for 2020 as well. Mm, and As did yeah. everyone, I think. As did everyone. 2020 was going to be
1: the big year for everyone, and I'm not it's me. It, yeah. And again, I might be looking through rose-tinted glasses here. No, uh, it really
3: did feel like that, you know. Like it, everyone was like really excited for this big year, um, you know, and then things changed and I was, <laughs> you know, spending time in my, like actually for me at the start at least, um, I was – there was a big part of me that was glad to be slowing down a little bit um cuz just from having traveled so much i was i was a little bit exhausted um and i think the first lockdown at least i was kind of like okay this isn't great but at least it's a chance for me to like take a breath and get a bit of rest and um and sort of think about what's happening next um <clears throat> but yeah it's definitely that's definitely um worn off <laughs>
7: yeah really,
3: um so it's been a strange time. I have, like, I've been um, lucky to be able to travel a little bit this year. I um, got over to Papua New Guinea for a couple of months for work um, and, yeah, now have sort of relocated temporarily to Queensland. So I've gotten to move around more than um, a lot of other people, so I feel really lucky about that. Um, but, yes, very strange to be suddenly um, facing these kinds of restrictions when my whole life really has been built around travel prior to this.
1: It's it's interesting because this is the sort of thing that, and I don't know why I've brought this up, but I, I used to watch um, the show uh, Who Do You Think You Are? You oh, yeah. know that one, the the one where they look through like famous people, they look back at their ancestors yeah, they, and that, history, and yeah. they go, and, and this sort of thing is like exactly that sort of that real nuggets of bait that they use. Say, they, oh, that your great 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 grandfather did this during certain such major event. And it's like, wow, how amazing that would have, that would have been. Like, <laughs> What an interesting career. But this will be like that, you know, in 200 years' time, your, your descendants will be looking at, at Anna Smirk's career and going, okay, so in the middle of the great corona pandemic of 2020, she was <laughs> working in helping with the, vac- with the vaccine rollout for the World Health Organization and then released an EP halfway through. <laughs> And and they'll look back and they go, oh, it's very yeah, it's it's very typical early twenty first century yeah. century indie. I really well, yeah. I really prefer my Lana Del Rey though. Something like nothing like the classics. Oh,
3: well, look, you paint a pretty picture. That uh, that all sounds that all sounds pretty good. So, if anyone, uh, any yeah, of your descendants are listening,
1: though, my question was: <laughs> if any of your descendants are listening from the year 30, 2300, and thank you for subscribing to the Bar Talk podcast <laughs> on your NeuroLink uh, NeuroLink uh, podcast microchip in your brain. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be listening back, and they go, well. He was very ahead of his time with that joke. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't just the brains they chipped. <laughs> got got my bionic arm. <laughs> so, wow. So what was I Yeah. So um yeah, I was saying it's 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 interesting to think that, you know, for you it's probably just oh, it's my do- my job. But when you stamp step back at it and look at it and go, Wow, these last two years have been pretty hectic for you.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um it's been it's been a super busy time and I think um yeah, you mentioned that a lot of people probably have WHO a bit more on their radar now than they might have a couple of years ago. So um, that's that's been um that's been interesting to see that shift. Um, you know, I guess people maybe have a have a greater appreciation for these kind of like public health institutions now than we did before, which I think is a cool thing. Um but yeah, there's like just a lot, there's a lot to be done. Um but you know, it's a funny thing because it's usually when I'm most busy with that kind of work that I um, am at my most creative with my music stuff as well. It's kind of like I think where my brain's really working hard. Mm. Um, that's when a lot of like ideas come. So, yeah, I guess there's a bit of a – and the other silver lining, I suppose, is that because I wasn't travelling in 2020, mm. I had time to to write and record this record. So, I don't think I would have done it um, if things had have gone to plan.
1: I wouldn't so have had the time. are you one of those people that you find that – there is a relationship between how busy you are and how create and how well the creative juices flow?
3: Yes and no. Like I find, I don't know, the creative process for me like changes all the time and there seems to be like a ton of different variables that affect it. Mm. So, it's really hard to like pin it down into like what works and what doesn't. But uh, um, I definitely find that... Um, so normally my work takes me to lots of different places. So I definitely find that when I'm travelling and when I'm somewhere new, um, it really gets, yeah, that creative process kind of flowing, I think, because I'm a bit out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I'm like reflecting a lot on, you know, experiences and people and my own life and that really gives me lots of thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think I do need, yeah, some quiet moments and some time and space to kind of crystallize that stuff and like get a chance to like look back through all my notebooks and sit down with those little ideas that I you know recorded on my phone or whatever and actually like work on them and and make them into songs so Mm. I Mm. think it's there's like those kind of two parts of the process there's the sort of like you know inspiration kind of part I think that happens when I'm usually pretty busy and then I need to like spend a chunk of time in a you know more quiet calm kind of space to Make it, um, yeah. Make it into something a bit
1: more finished. So that's interesting. So you're one of those people that will have just these random. Well, I mean, I suppose it's the same with a lot of creatives. Really, we all tend to get. We'll be doing something, and then suddenly either a lick or this yeah. line or a melody will come into your hand and you go, "Shit, where's the Shit. paper?"
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then you're like, "Da da 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 da," and then someone's yeah. the next thing go "Shut up, Anna." <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes, one hundred. Fuck off! This is going to
1: be my next hit. <laughs> yeah. Can't stifle the creativity.
3: Yep, I've got tons of voice memos actually on my phone of um, of going when I've been on these long walks during lockdown. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll just get an idea for, for a little melody or whatever and I'll, I'll kind of like be putting it down on my phone while I'm walking and I can hear myself like huffing and puffing as I'm like <laughs> walking around the park and like trying to sing into my phone at the same time. I'm like, why didn't I just stop walking? But no, that didn't seem to be part of the process.
1: So, <laughs> so you're not going to then isolate? That puffing and puffing to be used as like a beat. <laughs> you speed it up.
3: Ah, I like it. Yeah, yeah really
1: at, a, at a pitch correction, and that's like a, suddenly people <laughs> at suddenly will add a at a detune pitch correction. And it suddenly becomes the basis for your for your techno revival song. Yeah, I love it. That's I
3: reckon that could be, be a thing.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be your next phase. <laughs> Which brings me i think nicely into my next question which was um sort of ties into a bit what i was saying before this ep is a bit of a switch up for you because normally your into your your previous releases were all very folky but apparently this one's really gone for the rock chick vibe with these songs
3: <laughs> yeah it's been a change um Yeah, the first two EPs I did were much more in that kind of like folky style, acoustic instruments and and so forth. And I just really wanted to try something different um, on this record. You know, I really... Um, you know, listen to lots of indie pop and indie rock kind of kind of stuff, and wanted to bring that vibe in and um actually a part of me has been wondering lately if it was also because of the lockdown and because i wasn 't like getting out of my comfort zone um, in terms of travel yeah maybe this was like a, a subconscious kind of like mm. desire to like get get out shake things up a bit and and do something different
1: yeah so yeah like you, so you, I you, f- I went- you felt restless so the music had to be restless too.
3: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Not to out. It was really fun trying something new. Yeah, I was going to say, not to out philosophize you at all or anything.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I think you got it. You got, you hit the nail on the head.
1: Fuck yeah. Um,
3: So, yeah, just, just trying to, just trying to, um, try different things, I guess, and keep challenging myself and, um, Yeah, I'm pretty happy with how it's all come out.
1: It's always look. That's that's all that matters at the end. Your own personal satisfaction. That's what it's all yes. about.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean you can't you can't um you can't gauge it on anything else really, can you? There's, you know, you've got to you've got to be happy with it. And if other people like it, then that's that's really nice.
1: And she dismissed an entire career in one fell s- swoop. All uh,
7: <laughs> all
1: music critics are gonna be well, that's it. Anna Smirk has disapproved of my existence, therefore I just uh fade away. Gonna, just Thanos snapped uh, I'm sure the they'll be devastated.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, I want to talk about the making of it because I saw that you had you were a very lucky, lucky lady. You got to uh, you got to produce with one third of, I guess you can say, legendary Australian rock actor Eskimo Joe. You got to got to yeah, produce. I think it. you can to, say that. Yeah, you got to uh, you got to get it produced by Joel Quartermain, which is pretty exciting.
3: Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, I'm yeah, a big fan of of um the band and a big fan of Joel's work. Um Producing on other people's records, mm. and so I felt like he would be really a great fit for the sort of sound that I was going for, and and trying to kind of explore a bit of a new angle with me. And um, and he really was like he had so many amazing ideas. He he plays a lot on the record as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was great to work with because you know he's so experienced and he's worked with so many great people. Um, yep. but he's really um easy to work with as well. Very open to like trying different stuff. Stuff, very open to you know my ideas and directions I wanted to go in I felt really comfortable to um, to speak my mind and and you know to, to keep working at stuff until we found something that was really I was really happy with um, so the process was really really great
1: yeah I was gonna say what what was it in particular that sort of made you that may that was the final sort of decision maker for you with going with Joel say them with someone else
3: Um. Oh, uh, he said yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Can't argue that with that, guys.
3: That, that helped a lot. No, I was, like, thinking, <laughs> thinking about, um, you know, a few different people, but he yeah. was, like, definitely the first choice. And when I reached out to him and he, um, yeah, he was keen, then I, I was, like, great
7: search
1: is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz you can definitely tell he played a bit of the instruments in the song we just played before, the excavator, which I was saying I thought, yeah, this is definitely this is definitely eskimo <laughs> There's a- Yeah,
3: yeah, he He plays a lot on that song. He plays drums and bass and some of the guitars.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember watching a video of those guys when they were putting together, like a behind the scenes, sort of how they explain putting their records together. They really are a band that switches apparently everything up in the studio, as I'm sure you know. So, they're one of those bands where every single member can play all the other parts. So, they are really very talented guys.
3: Yeah, and that was just so—it was such a cool thing to have that, um, have that freedom in the studio because you know we we really we were really writing all the parts. Um, on the fly, and because he could play everything, <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, oh, maybe we can, you know, go back and, and try a different feel on the bass or whatever. And, you know, he could, we could just try that straight away. We didn't have to be like working mm. around different musicians coming in at different times. It was all just like ready to go right there. So that, that worked really well.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, were there any particular songs on there? Um, any good examples of songs that may have your idea behind what they would sound like as a finished product would, was totally different to what you and Joel ended up doing?
3: Um, good question. There's a couple that sound like exactly like what I was going for, like the song called "Human Condition" that yeah. we recorded. Um, there was the first song that we recorded together, and I really had an idea in mind. And at the end of that first day of recording, I was like, "Yeah, like we really, we're, we're really going where I had hoped we would go with it," um, which was an awesome feeling. Mm, um, mm. I think you know that song, "The Excavator," that that we heard, um. I probably didn't imagine it being like quite so big and epic, Um, and that was that was Joel's idea to really make those choruses like to to sort of like I'd I'd imagine starting it quite sparsely, like it does. But um, I probably would have imagined a more gradual kind of build into the choruses, and that was Mm. Joel's idea to really like just slam it in and um, make those choruses appear out of nowhere a little bit. And um, I think that's I really love the way that's turned out. Um, I guess, yeah, some of the other I get there's a song called You Break It You Bought It, which um I didn't have,
7: mm.
3: you know, a really strong idea of how it was gonna turn out, but I think the sound that we've ended up with for that one um is is kinda is kind of unique. I think we found something like a little bit different with that one between the sort of it's almost like a little bit of a film noir kind of strings, lots of tremolo mm. on the strings, but like um kind of like fairly um, dirty, kind of distorted sounds on the guitars. It's like a yeah. bit of a, a weird mix of sounds which um which I probably wasn't like really expecting, but we sort of just managed to it, it all kind of just happened organically through the process that's that's what we ended up doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really cool that there was this sounds like it was a very fluid process. It was um you seemed to be pretty open to
3: it I guess, was. letting yeah, yeah.
1: seeing where the rabbit hole would go down, so to speak.
3: Yeah, which can be kind of scary. Like you know, I was kind of having little minor freakouts at lots of points along the way of being <laughs> like, "Ah, are we making the right decisions? Are we not?" But um, you know, it was very fluid, and I think because of that, mo- most things I think we <laughs> we did make the right decisions. But occasionally, we went back and, and changed a few things here and there, and um, we had that freedom to do it because it was a yeah.
1: fluid process. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So overall, it sounds like it was a very rewarding experience
3: yeah it really rewarding yeah. yeah yeah it was it was really great and i, I think i got i got lucky because you know the other eps that i've made i haven't necessarily really worked with someone like in the formal role as producer like i guess mm. they're sort of self-produced and it's been a kind of collaboration with the, the engineers that i've been recording with
7: yeah.
2: um yeah
3: so i wasn't you know i wasn't really sure how i'd feel um working someone with sort of formally in that role as producer and mm. I think it can be it can be really difficult to so sort of like let go a little bit of some of the creative brains and and yeah. open up to that kind of partnership so I think I got really lucky kind of my first experience was a really good one.
1: How many Um, did you, was it one of those projects where you had a lot of songs that a lot of ideas or a lot of songs already done that were maybes at the time and ended up having to get cut due to one reason or yeah. another?
3: <clears throat> there were a few like that yeah but um, I had quite a lot of songs that I thought were going to be on my next record. And then when I really mm. decided to commit to doing something with quite a different sound, yep. um, a bunch of those songs just didn't fit anymore.
7: Yeah, so, yeah. Um,
3: so I guess they kind of, it kind of made sense to cut those off the list. Um, and yeah, the six that I ended up with just sort of seemed to be the ones that fit with the, with the vibe I was going for. Mm. Most of them I had I guess probably, yeah, three quarters of them I'd half written earlier and then in twenty twenty kind of finished the writing process and a couple of them were a bit newer. Um so yeah, I, I think this kind of style and style of songwriting had been in my mind for a little while, but it was when I really decided to to make the record the way it is that I kind of finished the songs and so it, it was this this six songs that really made made sense working together as a mm, record, I think.
1: Mm. Mm. Were there any songs that you're thinking of cutting? Uh, and then either Joel or someone else has gone, no, 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 you should definitely keep it. This is a, this is a keeper. Or were they pretty much all um- agreed on together.
3: Yeah, I think there was, so You Break It, You Bought It. Um, I really yeah. struggled to finish. I, I rewrote and rewrote and rewrote that song, the lyrics especially, like a hundred times. I had so many versions of it. Um, and it was, you know, getting, approaching the, the recording time and I was like, okay, I, this song just isn't isn't ready. It, it's not where I want it to be. So I think I'm just going to cut it and, um, you know, we won't, we'll just have a five-track EP, that's fine. Um, but I don't know, it was still just so much in my mind and I eventually, um, showed it to a few people and got a bit of feedback and worked on it a little bit more and I ended up including it. And I'm really, really glad we did. I really like it. So, yeah.
1: um,
3: yeah, that, that one almost got cut, but made it just over the finish line. Of the
1: last <laughs> <book>. <laughs> it's always the way. There's always
7: one. Yeah
1: them with, um, with, with two more of the, as we're sort of talking more about the themes and that, because the, so- the songs do definitely take on the moniker of there's like there's a lot of traveling and a lot of distance going on. It talks about, yeah, the fact that that distance is a big theme in there. Was that a conscious yeah. thing when you were deciding what tracks to put in or was it something that really only occurred to you afterwards?
3: Um it really yeah it really occurred to me afterwards i think a lot of my songs sort of just by default are about distance and travel and mm-hmm. um separation just because I was spending so much time away, that was just on my mind a lot. So I think it just came out in my songs um, all the time. Sometimes I get a bit sick of writing long-distance love songs, but it's like (laughs) it's just always (laughs) on my mind, so it just always comes out in my songs.
7: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: And then, you know, there's a few songs that are sort of less explicitly about travel and long-distance, but when I – um sort of stepped back and looked at the songs together I realized they're all sort of about connection and disconnection um so I guess you know I hadn't planned to make a record with that kind of theme but when um yeah I guess i that's something I've been thinking about a lot and it's just just come through in the songs and that that's the, the thread that kind of ties them all together
1: mm-hmm. yeah no that's fair enough um I just want to talk. I'm looking at the uh, the album art too, and you're sort of floating above the ocean. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cool yeah. cover. Is that actually yeah. just green screened, or are you actually laying down on the floor and? and oh, doing that
3: pose? you want me to reveal the magic?
1: I oh, we're going to hear um, a magician never gives away his secrets <laughs> spiel, are we? No, no. I'll tell
3: you. Um, <laughs> basically, it's a real photo. It's not green screened. It is. Yep. Um, it's me standing, you know, on on a pier next to the water. Um, and I, I worked with Julia McGoran, GG McGee, the um, GG McGee, sorry, yeah. a beautiful photographer from Melbourne. Um, and she and I were just kind of like walking around by on the pier, and we we knew we wanted this floating shot, and so what she got me to do was basically kind of. Um, tip myself over like as if I was falling towards the ground mm-hmm. and she would just take that shot at that moment of, of when I was kind of like in movement and then later she photoshopped it to just like move my body up <laughs> into the sky. So, so um, it's, a, it's a real background, it's a real <laughs> um, it's real kind of movement but it's just been like the, the um, position has been shifted I
1: guess. So there really, so there is a little bit of, bit of behind-the-scenes magic going on there. It isn't just you jumping into the water. You're actually
3: (laughs) – Yeah, that was the one take that we were able to do. Um, I absolutely could not have jumped into the water because I was wearing – Anna Cordell's beautiful clothing that she 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 let me wear for this photo shoot, so I could not have afforded to ruin her gorgeous. I,
1: I <laughs> her was gorgeous gonna stuff. say, I was gonna <laughs> say that whatever you're wearing looked far too expensive to ruin with seawater.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'd not have been doing that. <laughs> is it
1: is it velvet or satin? What kind of material is it?
3: It's velvet. Yeah, it's a green velvet suit, and um, I'm wearing like a lace shirt as well underneath
1: right. the suit. So it is a phenomenal um, and,
3: and velvet shoes.
1: Phenomenal. Velvet shoes as well. Fuck. There's yeah. your life savings on <laughs> in one outfit.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just like it was so amazing to wear for that one day and I didn't want to give it back but I had to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's cool. I, I like, yeah, just a, I just while well, I saw the thing, I was like, oh, it's actually kind of cool. No, really, really cool. <laughs> really cool cover. How much does your the artwork and the, the visuals of a record um, affect, I guess, your listening experience when you're, and again, it doesn't have to just be about yours. It can be about when you're listening to albums and EPs in general. It, is, how important do you find the cover to the actual overall listening experience?
3: Um. I find it pretty important personally, especially, I guess, when it's like an artist maybe you haven't heard before. Mm, I think, mm. um, you know, we, we all do judge a book by its cover, <laughs> even though yeah. you know, we probably shouldn't. Um, and you know, if you're seeing the cover art for an artist that you don't know, you will kind of like make some judgments about what the music might sound like, which might color your listening of it even, um, you know, even after the fact. Um, and also, yeah, I, I like seeing um, how artists kind of tie together their artwork over time or, like, diverge completely from from the kind of visual look that they had previously. So I think it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's a big, it's really important to me, um, the visual side of things. I really mm. love playing around with that stuff and um, I guess it's all part of, like, saying what you're trying to say.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I was going to make a comment, but no, there's the, there's no comment to make there. It is just yeah, it's an important part of the experience. Uh, yeah. Now, now we're going to play one of the other tracks in a very short moment, but um, before we do, Anna, uh, apart from obviously yeah, your show coming up on the 29th, which is at what bar again? For those of you listening from Brisbane, That's
3: the Cave In.
1: The Cave In. Um, yes, this cave Friday. Uh, from seven seven PM, it says. Am I right? Yes, seven PM.
3: Yeah, that
1: sounds right. Go and check it out if you're around. But um, yeah, we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play daylight saving, which you very, as we discussed before the interview, very sneakily <laughs> released the weekend that uh, we down here in Melbourne went into, or in Sydney as well. Not to forget those bastards up there uh, went into <laughs> daylight savings. So.
3: Yes, I did. I thought I'd, I'd, um, you know, tie in with the seasons a little bit. I actually, um, you know, that I wasn't planning to use that track as, as the lead single um, mm. around the EP release, but um, sort of changed my mind and decided to use it and then realised that the timing was going to work out really perfectly. So I was like, ah. Oh.
8: <laughs> Meant to be or something.
1: <laughs> how convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but tell us a bit about it because it, it does fall into that, the idea of um time and, and space with how you yeah, manage, manage things. So, yeah, tell us a bit about it yeah. without giving too much away before we listen to it.
3: <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely a long-distance love song. I wrote it. When I was in the Philippines, um, in Manila and I was thinking about, you know, my, my life back home, my partner back home in Melbourne and trying to manage. The time difference and like connecting with people back home is always, it's one of my least favorite things about traveling. Like, I'm really bad at, um, staying in touch with people over the phone and over message anyway at the best of times. And then when you've got to like factor in time differences and stuff like that, it just, it, it makes, it makes what should be like a nice interaction feel almost like a bit of a chore sometimes. And, um, when, yeah, Daylight Savings came in, um, that year, and it just meant like a whole another hour to, to mm. factor into the calculations of time difference, and it just made me think a lot about you know the distance and um, that separation, and it's just a bit of a song of like um, of longing to kind of close that that distance in time and space.
1: Very nice, very nicely described. Hannah, um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on um, on the episode and having a chat about the EP. It's been a real, real fun little little chat about it.
3: Yeah, it's been lovely. Thanks heaps for having me.
1: Now we are going to play the song now, so uh, make sure though, you we, folks, you go and um, you go and give give Anna a stream, give give uh, the hour between us a stream, as so we play a song that oh, I think <laughs> perfectly succincts that that <laughs> statement. Um, Anna, why don't you take us out? Tell us who you are for those of you who've already forgotten, and the song <laughs> we're about to play. All
3: right. So my name is Anna Smirk, and this is my song Daylight
1: Saving.
2: Uh, It's Gareth McDowell here from AMR content and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR.
7: mess with your head
1: Welcome back to Bar Talk right here on AMR or wherever you get your podcasts. It's me again right here to tell you that you just heard Goodwill Remedies new song Messin' With My Head featuring Villani, and before that the phenomenal Anna Smirk with Daylight Saving off her new EP The Hour Between Us. Guys, um how good was that? That was a fun little fun little chat with Anna. And I hope you had fun, just as much fun listening to it as I did doing the interview. (laughs) But, no, thank you, Anna, for coming on the show. It was fun. And, of course, thank you to um, Sarah and the team from This Much Talent for helping us hook that one up. Uh, As we, I think, mentioned a few times, you can check out Anna's new EP out now, wherever you stream your music. And hopefully she'll be playing around Wherever you are, or if you haven't already seen her yet, soon, so we can, you know, see some of these songs live. But, yeah, it's um good as shit. Good shit, yes. Uh, I want to go straight into what we came off just then. The phenomenally catchy "Messing With My Head that I mentioned was by Goodwill Remedy with a feature from rapper Volani. Which when you think about it it's an interesting mix isn't it sort of heartland southern rock <laughs> like rap I love it I love it when ba- like when these sort of like opposite ba- opposite music acts get together to, to create something a bit funky Now this song was as I said cheers hell I swear to god it is that that bass line. you listen to that bass line? It's so simple but just it just carries that whole verse just just swimmingly and I was seriously humming the chorus after, I reckon, the second listen when I was listening through the songs. It's just, honestly, when, when you think about it, it's not that sort of crazy. No, there's no prog going on here. It's, it's a great example of how you can get, like, a simply constructed song, and, but it just works wonders as far as, you know, a song that can be easily followed along. Um, I don't know what guitar is being played. It sounds like a telly or something that's going on in the, in the guitar work, but t uh, tell you what. It just suits the tone. Bloody hell! Um, Goodwill Remedy—they're from um, despite their southern roots, they're from the north part of the country. Ha ha ha! No, they're from Brisbane, and uh, this is their latest single. Villani, however, is from Melbourne. So we really are just getting bands from bands and artists from all over the country on this week's show. I love it. No, not one particular city or state hogging the the artistry this week i love it but um yeah i think going by what they're saying here in the presser i don't think goodwill remedy were were expecting the rap verse to work as well as it did so good stuff guys they've had um yeah it's going to be an interesting mix between like the other because these guys get featured i think more on like country radio and uh, it's going to be an interesting interesting mix between like you get like some 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 full on like Bro, country, I and mean, then you just this just is slipped in the middle, which I love. But yeah, apparently the song is about sort of preparing yourself for a, hopefully what is to be a better day, and then that just your plans are ruined. <laughs> you realize you should have just stayed in bed, which I feel like is is us, like just generally, just us people in general, especially this year and last year. Just generally speaking, a lot of days for a lot of us. So, you know, we we feel we feel it. I feel it, bro. I feel it. <laughs> But these guys have been playing a few zo- shows up there re- over the last few weeks in Queensland, both in and outside of Brisbane. So, I'm sure they'll be playing some shows soon. They sound like a real sort of live act. So, if they're around, go and give them a cheeky, cheeky, g'day, g'day and say I say that I sent ya and that that I, I'd give and then lean in for a kiss and tell him it's from me. Now, we will be playing... Couple of absolute stoinkers in a sec, going up the full heavy, heavy, uh, heavy fixtures, which is where around where we do it in this part of the episode, which makes me obliged to tell you about AMR Heavy Reborn. Now, for, for people that are, you know, return listeners, you know all about Heavy Reborn. Phenomenal slew of hosts Mick Moore, Jay Stark, and Carly Jewell, along with a bit of GM getting in there. Um, just showcasing some of the best heavy music, metal, prog, hard rock, punk, that sort of thing. Um, just, yeah, some of the from the best bands and artists around the country. Now, this next artist that we're about to play, which is called No, 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 no or as I believe you can say it for short, because I'm not repeating that again, NX5, um, they've come out with a relatively new single called Sharks Fin. They played that single the other week on Heavy Reborn, um, but they've had a couple of episodes come out since we last spoke, folks, uh, with interviewing some awesome artists. So, go, please, 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 please go and check them out via the website, AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. They're pretty on the ball, way more than I am, but that's because there's more of them to whip themselves into line. And uh, I know Jay likes whipping the crew. Actually, so does Garth, for that matter. But they're there on every week. Usually coming out every Friday, uh, via the website. Just you know, with, with just a great, f- with a great slew of heavy music. So go and check that out when you get a chance. But yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know why I said that again. But NX Five, um, have just chunked through with this one. I tell you what, it's just it's just, this song just stinks. And by I mean stink, I mean it's hot shit, guys, just thumping dirty enough to come off as a heavy track. But there's there's enough sort of like new, and I know this is going to sound weird, but new wavy-esque guitar lines in there to sort of keep their pop sensibilities in check. But yeah, uh, guitar work absolutely tight as phenomenal guitar work. Um, and then there's sort of like this chunky bass that comes down in the breakdown halfway through the song, which you'll hear, which is I was I give it top marks. Uh, apparently, the song is about a unmentioned horrible event. So yeah, involving police sirens. So God, I don't want to I don't, don't want to know what's um, going on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope the guys are okay. But I mean, you got a good song out of it, which is all which is what you want. Now, talking about being all over the country, we haven't mentioned Adelaide yet. These guys are from Adelaide. So, great stuff, guys. Great stuff. Afterwards, though, um, going into more like the pop-punk genre, which I love playing a bit of every now and again, Afterthought, Hoomst has released their self-titled EP, also called, would you believe, Afterthought. Afterthought are a Sydney-based pop-punk quintet, so five people for those of you who can't count. And uh, in this song, Set Stunner, which is a great, a great title, by the way, is the opener. Um, I can't remember if this was a single or not. I cannot be bothered looking up, <laughs> but it's, it's first song on the EP, therefore we're playing it, and it's pretty cool. Um, I'll tell you what, in particular, what I found was surprisingly cool was that the vocals. Quite a motive for this sort of style of pop punk, which is a bit of a surprise, but a welcome surprise at that. Um, or as Palpatine would say, it's a surprise, but a welcome one. Yeah, Got to keep my Star Wars references on this episode. But <laughs> overall, um, just heaps of at- heaps of atmosphere throughout the whole song. Um, again, great guitar work, great guitar lines, and then there's just some phenomenal bass Bass lines as well. Um, and also, I haven't really mentioned drums so far in this episode. Just razor sharp drumming throughout. Great stuff. Actually, just overall, the whole band's sound, <laughs> every every single instrument is just tight. It's good. Um, but speaking of vocals, I tell you what, well, just pay attention to the, the multi-tracking that goes on. It's not throughout the whole track, but you can clearly hear where the multi-track comes in and it just elevates those vocals to something special. It's, um, so they put it in, in the parts that matter and it just, just gives it that extra special something, you know, it's that special sauce that you get, secret sauce that you get in your burger. That's that's what the multi-tracking vocals are like. But, yes, um, make sure you go and listen to AMR Heavy Reborn, as I was saying before, but what you should do right before that is stay on playing this episode because we're going to play these two awesome heavy tracks for you. No, 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 no. God, I sound like that character from Vicar of Dibley. Anybody get that reference? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> No, 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 with Shark's fin. And then after that, I'll have to sort with Somerset stunner right here on Bar Talk on Hayabar. is Jay Stark from Heavy Reborn. You're listening to AMR. About a bit of that, gentle ladies, a bit of that, mental men and women and non-binaries and your dogs and cats and other strange exotic creatures that we call... (laughs) Welcome back, guys. Uh, I want to take away my stupid, stupid voice persona, alter ego persona out of the way to tell you that you just heard... Afterthought with Somerset stunner and right before that new no, new no, new no, no no with shark's fin Right here on Bar Talk on AMR wherever wherever you get your podcasts, it's uh, it's me to tell you that um, we're not got too much longer to go on this episode, and so I hope you're just you're treading water nicely there because uh, we've got a bit to chat about before we get on to before we finish things up and a couple more brilliant tracks to play too. So uh, I don't want to see you nervous, Nelly, get out of the building yet because uh, that would be a premature ejection of the episode. Now, uh, folks, it's uh, about that time. I'll give you guys a little bit of a rundown of the other AMR show that's been, you know, been been getting on, and getting on and about lately. From uh, all the way up from the Queensland town, Farq Radio. That's F A R Q. For those of you that have misheard me, no, I didn't swear. I've been trying to keep it relatively fucking child friendly. No thanks to you, buggers. But this week, they had a cool, cool, cool episode. Episode 21, they're really getting up there. Uh, and they had Talara come on as a guest to play some tunes for them. So, uh, go and give that a listen. She can, as I said, on the website, AustralianMusiciansRadio.com, guys. But it's it's a good, good little episode. And Grumpy and Skeet, the two hosts from up in Cairns, do a phenomenal job of just chatting shit, mainly. Uh, I don't think any it wouldn't be an amr show if you're not chatting shit that, that's that's the that's the crux of it you know if you're expecting serious entertainment you've come to the wrong place but yes uh, farq radio always putting on a good show um always a fun time to listen through their show uh, now, that actually rem- that actually probably segues me well into um, the fact that I should probably mention our socials and our business and promotional partners. Um, so, yeah, AMR, we have a lovely range of, um, as I said, business and uh, probably more like community partners who are there helping us out along the way. And I am talking about Drum Power Music Factory Direct, the great guys up there at Bayes Water. You can now go in and actually purchase music equipment off them in person, which I love. Um, of course, Suki Lounge in Belgrave, who have started live music again now that lockdown's over, which is very exciting. shouldn't be too long before I can get my sorry behind over there and hopefully probably do a few more interviews there at Suki um, and also probably get watch Gareth down a few too many sours. <laughs> um, apart from that, though, Batten Sacks, Legal down in South Melbourne and, of course, Stark Audio and Graphics by our very own Jay Stark. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Good stuff, good stuff. Apart from that, though, you should probably check out AMRs and Bar Talk socials for AMR. You can uh, find them on AMR underscore Australia, both on Twitter and Instagram, and AMR Australia on Facebook. You can also, uh, as I said, check out the website for the 14th time in a row, so I won't. I won't bother with it with you again because you can just play the rest of the episode to remind yourself what the what the website is. But as for us here at old bar talk, uh, our part of our our part of the AMR website is Australian radio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com dot forward slash bar talk. You can find all the links for everywhere you can play your podcasts, which is where you can listen to us coincidentally. Um on, on both those air on both those sites. Great place to start and get your bar talk fix. If you haven't already, apart from that though, make sure you check out our Facebook page, Bar Talk AMR Show, and of course our YouTube, where we put up all the interviews uh, and not this bullshit that you're listening to now. If you so desire, that's that's more up your alley. I digress. We've got a couple of tracks to play, guys. A couple of phenomenal, phenomenal tracks to end on. Now, first up, talk about the economy being in a being in a fucking spin. The band's called The Washing Line Economy, and their new song is called Mirrors. What are the washing line economy, you ask? Well, I mean, actually, I was going to say it's, it's not – it is a previous single, to be precise. So, uh, what, what have they been up to, you ask? That was probably the better way to ask it. They have been up to, like a few of the other artists that we've played this week, they've recently released a new EP called Charles Bonnet. And a uh, cool little bit of artwork, too, if you can go and check that out. I like the – actually, I like the design of their EP artwork. So, good stuff, guys. Uh, the uh, washing line economy are another five-piece – Another quintet from Perth. Another big band from Perth. Jesus Christ. they The place must be feeling very crowded. And, um, yeah, yeah, Mirrors, which is the song we're about to play, is a recent single and the fifth track off the record. Go and give it a listen. I have to say, by the way, I like their get-up with their promo, promo picks. You'll see the blokes from The Washing Line Economy wearing very bright, well, not very bright, sort of a, a light-coloured denim overalls, the ones with the straps on them. Yeah, very nineteen nineties, guys. Great work. <laughs> but yeah, I I have to say I really like this song, and, and that's hence why we included it. But no, it's in particular there's just a sort of a weird, it's sort of a weird thing going on, but a kind of cool weird, you know. Um, there's there's a lot of cool sort of guitar tones throughout, um, all tastemaker stuff too, because there is um, <laughs> which is largely due to the. Oh, phenomenally copious amount of chorus that they've put on the guitar work. Um, I thought it sort of created this sort of insatiable like dream state that you can't escape, which funnily enough, as I'm now reading their press release is kind of the idea. It's sort of this, as they describe it, a psychedelic take on the discovery of philosophical thinking and, and da 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 They sort of explain it's about this thing called Charles Bonnet syndrome, hence the name of the EP, where it's these vivid hallucinations you experience before you lose sight. So <laughs> it, they kind of captured that whole vibe pretty good. So yeah, nice stuff guys. Nice stuff. You bloody did good. You did done well. Um, I guess the hallucinogenic thing sort of explains the weird sort of sound effects, guitar tones and sounds and these sort of vocal effects that you can just hear throughout the whole song. It's it's so bizarre, but it it is kind of cool. It's like that's what sort of what makes uh, this sort of song stand out from what otherwise would be, you know, um very sort of common indie rock. So it's that's how you gotta stand out, guys. Put the weird in. Put a little bit of a weird vibe in. But uh, finalizing our episode, sort of, of finishing up our lovely episode this week is the phenomenal Jacob Fitzgerald, another artist who is coming out with an EP, not yet released, with his latest single, Lonely. Yeah, Jacob is a Melbourne artist, so good to bookend it on a Melbourne artist. Love it, love it, love it. And his new EP is out on November 19. So, yeah, go and give it a spin when it comes out. Um I particularly liked the, the uh, elements of this song that sort of made it sound like the perfect highway driving song. Now, Daniel, why the hell do you say this, you ask? I'll tell you why. It's the way he's used instrumentation, folks. So uh, what I noticed was the acoustic guitar in particular, it doesn't go over the top, it just sort of remains muted and sort of percussive, adds a sort of driving feel to it, which doesn't let up with that sort of pace that's going on. There's this big sort of on-the-beat snare, and between those sort of things, it makes you want to move makes you want to keep in motion, which is hence why you'd be a perfect driveway playlist song, giving you guys a big hint there. Put it on your playlist for your big, long interstate trips now that you can go interstate, folks. Because Jacob and his phenomenal baritone, must I say, good job, Jacob, sound great on this track. So, I'm happy that it is ending the episode. Now, before I go, guys, I just want to give you all a virtual internet kiss and I'll tell you all I love you and that I'll give you a hug when I see you now that we're all now that I'm you know fully and now that we've opened up and it's still getting trying to get back to normal and we can go and see live music which I am so happy about but guys I want to tell you guys thank you for listening thank you for tuning in thank you for I don't know discovering us wherever you've discovered us give us give us some love give me a comment go and send me a message tell us tell us what you think of the episode because I want to hear more feedback but I can assure you that next week we'll be back with some more bar talk with a new episode uh, but right now we're going to fare thee well and play some phenomenal tracks to finish on. The Washing Line Economy is up now with Mirrors and after that, Lonely by Jacob Fitzgerald. We'll see you next week, guys. Toodaloo and fare thee well, right here on Bar Talk. Read
9: a book, won't mean you know more. Take a look, can't see what you live for. You want the meaning of life to you
5: Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR.
0: So I go through the motions with the simple notion that nothing's ever certain in life I take a moment for myself I try to work out why it's someone else I need to lean on My feelings and song are a tricky thing to try to sell So can I ask you What makes someone go round? The sound is it me? It's calling, or am I losing my mind? I think my world would ease up, my problems seize up if I could call you mine. So, darling, I
10: I need someone to hold me through the night. Can that someone can it be you or am I? no oh Blues
0: Radio dot